This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 297, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August the 12th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is Adam Chapman speaking, and this is episode 297. This is our Comic Reviews episode for the releases from Wednesday, August the 12th. Uh, let's just jump right in. Uh, every week we take a look at the comics that came out the previous week and give a quick rundown of the good, the bad, and the ugly of the ones I was able to read. Uh, this past week did not... Be, after last week's like crazy, I was able to read almost everything that came out. Had a very small list of things I didn't get a chance to talk about. It was just a much longer episode than we've had for reviews in a while. Uh, this week's episode will be a little bit shorter as there's less comics, about six comics that I had a chance to read. So let's just jump right into it. First up, we have Action Comics number 43, which continues the current Truth storyline. That being said, I didn't think this was quite as strong as the previous issues had been. Uh, it's written by Greg Pak, artwork by Aaron Cooter. Um, it's, it felt like this went really weird with the whole kind of odd police officer who's possessed by a shadow person demon thing. Like It just felt like it brought it from being a more grounded story to a much kind of crazier, more out-there story. Um, the artwork by Cooter I didn't think was as consistent as it has been, um, and at times looked almost a little sloppy. I did like the writing on Superman himself, and what he kind of stands for was interesting. Um, the ending, kind of weird as well. It, it's interesting, because there's a lot of this I thought was interesting and had intriguing moments, but then there was also a lot of stuff here where it felt, um, I don't know, a little corny, a little... Like, implausible. Like, it felt like it started from a, such a strong place of being, again, this more grounded, realistic take on Superman. And then they kind of pull back and go somewhere weird with it. And I don't think that fit in with the tone of the story when what Pac was originally going for. Um, I will give it a 6 out of 10. It was not a bad read, but it felt like a, a little bit of a disjointed one. Um, I'm Overall, I'm liking the direction it's just it wasn't quite what I was expecting and not quite as good as I was expecting to be honest with you uh, next up is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 20.1 which concludes the Spiral storyline which um, was okay um, but it wasn't great um, it felt like kind of a weird ending um, in terms of not really quite being enough of a payoff there were elements here I really enjoyed um, but overall, I don't think it held together well enough as a story. The main thing is the art. I, I just don't think Barbarian was the right fit for this. Um, it just, yeah, it wasn't the right artistic sense. And uh, by the end, I was kind of done with it. Um, again, the art is, I, I think, a major detriment here. Um, I, I think overall, like if I was breaking this down out of five, I think I'd give the art maybe a two out of five. The story maybe a three. So overall, I'm going to give this a five out of ten. Uh, not as enjoyable as the action comics was. Um, and it, it just kind of a, a weird ending, and it didn't feel like it was quite earned enough. And don't know if there was really a point to this. Um, that being said, it was nice to have Jerry Conway back. I just felt like this issue was not as good as some of the issues we, are, we had already gotten. And again, the artwork was kind of the major drawback here uh, and kind of kept it from being as enjoyable, which was a shame. Uh, next up is Batman 43. Uh, so we have this Mr. Bloom is this kind of this new character that's being introduced. He's definitely kind of creepy and weird. Um, this is yeah, obviously this issue is by Scott Snyder and, and uh, Greg Capullo. Uh, I liked it. 
it felt like a bit of an info dump at times in terms of learning more about what happened to Bruce Wayne. Uh, we get Clark Kent being here, although it doesn't really drive up with what we saw in Batman Superman in terms of how these characters were interacting and even what uh, Superman's wearing. Um, so I, I get it. It just felt like a lot of the issue was just devoted to explaining, 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 as opposed to really developing things. It was interesting and intriguing, but it just felt like they spent so much time on it, and that part I didn't like as much. Um, the artwork remains, you know, very enjoyable. I'd probably give the artwork a 4 out of 5, and the story maybe a, a 3. So it's still like a 7 out of 10 book. It just feels like a lower 7 out of 10, just because there's just... It, it's straddling the line. I'm actually going to downgrade it to a six and a half. Uh, it was straddling the line because you want to know what's going on with Bruce Wayne, but the way that they did it felt very over the top in terms of so much explaining and there's an obvious ideas, of, you know, how are you going to bring back Bruce? I felt like the, they very obviously kind of built in back doors here to how they can do it. And it's kind of cool, but it just felt like the whole idea of Bruce Wayne even developing a program where he could like grow more of himself felt very out there for the New 52 version of the character. It just didn't quite jive for me. Um, the parts with actually Jim Gordon kind of acting as Batman I thought were actually much more intriguing. That being said, we didn't get much of it this issue. Uh, we got very little. I think we only got him in the suit like once or twice. Um, that being said, it was a cool sequence. And I, I'm still having a hard time getting used to him looking like this. Uh, I just kind of miss you, miss he wish he looked like the Gordon of old in terms of visual style, in terms of his face, his hair, etc., his mustache. Because I just I, I have a hard time getting used to this version of the character. Uh, yes, maybe I'm just resistant to change, but it just doesn't seem right. And he looks much younger, and I, maybe that's just Caputo's artwork as well, and that he's not able to really master the age he's supposed to be. Uh, next up is Batman Superman. This is issue 23. Uh, this I dug. Um, this is part of, I guess, Alienation, this says on the cover, but um, it's part of the overall truth storyline, but it's written by Greg Pak, artwork by Ardian Sioff and Vicente Cifuentes. Um, this I dug more than Action Comics, because uh, this felt like Superman doing what Superman would do, going undercover, doing what he needs to do, where at the same time we have Gordon being a detective, trying to figure out more about Kent so he understands how to kind of handle him. And the very end was a very cool very like Jim Leish moment where uh, you have um, the you know the the underworlders uh, have a, a, an ally that we wouldn't have thought of uh, and that would be uh, Ant, uh, Ant-Man Aquaman which is a kind of a cool conclusion as well um, so really made me like kind of surprised it was kind of a cool reveal um, I, I, I dug this a lot more than action comics I did and uh, it's, it's a good, solid read. It's a good kind of team-up because it's a different kind of interpretation of how Clark Kent's usually being written. He's acting different. He's different now without his abilities. And then we have a different version of Batman. So it's actually injecting a new sense of life into the book because it's not the same old, same old. It's actually quite different. Uh, next up is Catwoman, number 43, which I haven't read a lot of Catwoman, but I've been enjoying kind of what they're doing with the gang kind of sensibility here we have spoiler and i forget even the woman's name but this other version of catwoman um then we have real catwoman going up against uh the new batman meeting bruce wayne like there's a lot going on here there's a lot of intrigue um this was actually surprisingly solid i I don't even know why i'm surprised but i'm just not usually a big fan of catwoman in a solo book i like her more as a uh, she's kind of like 
I mean, it's not actually a good example because I actually like a lot of Hulk books and and uh, Punisher books, but often those characters can be more difficult because they're almost more interesting as antagonists as opposed to having to be pre-protagonists. Uh, this is written by Genevieve Valentine, who did the script, and David Messina did the art. And I'm digging the again the the crime aspect. If you, if you look at kind of the idea of manipulating things behind the scenes and leading to gang wars, etc., I think this did a better better take on it than Amazing Spider-Man: Spiral, because uh, they both were concerned with how gang warfare works and seeing the different pieces of the puzzle kind of being moved around by manipulators. But here, I think it worked a little bit better. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Um, it was close to a seven and a half, but not quite there. Uh, next up, which is not uh, second last in our list, we've got Earth Two Society Number Three, which I I'm still not really sure how I feel about it. Um, it's written by G. Willow Wilson uh, and then artwork by Jorge Jimenez. Uh, the the design of Red Tornado wearing clothes is super weird. I don't know why. I think her kind of being in the kind of nude design made more sense. So this is kind of a we got more of a flashback as to what was going on over the uh, over the last year or so with uh, Lois Lane trying to find out more about herself and embracing her own identity, etc. Um, I'm still not quite on board though. And the whole Terry Sloan thing, I, I I want to be more invested in this. I want to be more intri- interested and intrigued. But instead, I feel like there's some sort of disconnect between that that pre- prevents me from really being uh, lured in and pulled into this world. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. I don't think the art was either that great either. It was almost too stylized and at times not even clear exactly what was happening or who was on the page. And last but not least by any stretch of the imagination is Secret Wars number 5 by none other than Jonathan Hickman and artwork by Isad Ribic. And uh, I really dug this. This was a slower issue to be sure. And a lot of it is not exactly a surprise. It's actually a lot of regurgitated information. If you are read kind of lead up to Secret Wars, but if you didn't, this will be a little bit more helpful. Although also very, very confusing. Uh, we only have three issues left. So, you know, there's a lot that has to happen. Uh, but here we, you know, everyone kind of knows that the sheriff, uh, Stephen, is, is gone. He's dead. Um and there's more, obviously, than, than meets the eye because it was Doom who destroyed him. Uh, his daughter, you know, is wondering what the hell's going on. We have a nice kind of tête-à-tête with uh, Molecule Man and Doctor Doom, which is really intriguing as well and takes up a lot of the issue. Um, Valeria kind of, again, wondering what's really going on. Um, a lot of cool stuff. I'm really interested to see what kind of comes next. Uh, again, not a very... Not a lot of forward progression in the plot, though. Um, it was good, it was entertaining, but if you weren't interested in the Molecule Man, if you weren't really kind of into that like, concept, then this won't be as interesting to you. Um, so I think this is one of the ones where if you read all the lead-up and you're really kind of you know all in on Secret Wars, then this will be a great issue. Uh, if you're not, then this, you're going to have more of a difficulty with this. Uh, and I... It kind of plays to kind of reader or which reader you are that will kind of determine if you're really enjoying this or not. Uh, so that's everything I had a chance to read this past weekend. Uh, looking at the books I did not get a chance to read, um, some of the highlights include uh, DC Comics Bombshells number one. Um, what else we got here? 
Uh, Green Arrow 43, JLA Gods and Monsters number 1, Justice League United number 12, Starfire number 3, Uncle Scrooge number 5, A-Force number 3, Ghost Racers number 3, Howard the Duck number 5, Corvox Saga number 3, Secret Wars 2099 number 4, Star Wars Lando number 2, which I'm really excited to read, Star Lord and Kitty Pride number 2, and Years of Future Past number 4. Uh, if we look forward to this coming week, uh, coming out uh, comics that are coming out this week, which would be... I guess uh, Wednesday the 19th of uh, August. Some of the highlights include uh, from Dark Horse, uh, we've got uh, BPRD Hell on Earth 134. Um, we've got from DC Comics, uh, Black Canary number three, Bizarro number three, Doom number three, um, Gotham by Midnight's first trade paperback, Green Lantern New Guardians volume six, Storm of the Gates trade paperback, uh, Third Issue of Martian Manhunter, Justice League 43, which continues the Dark Side War, uh, Robinson of Batman number three, Secret Six number five, um, and of course, this is an exciting one, The Wonder Woman by George Perez, uh, Omnibus, which is exciting. Uh, from IDW, we've got Donald Duck number four coming out, as well as um, uh, TMNT Amazing Adventures and TMNT Ongoing number 49. Uh, then if we look at Marvel Comics, we got 1872 number 2, Armor Wars number 4, Age of Ultron vs. Marvel Zombies number 3, which I've really been enjoying, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number 4, uh, Captain America volume 4, sorry, volume 5, Tomorrow Soldier, Avengers World Trade Paperback volume 4, Before Time Runs Out, uh, some, so some good stuff. Uh, there's some other new series starting, there's Howard the Human number 1, House of M number 1, uh, I got 5th issue of Kanan, got the Marvel Masterworks for Luke, Hero, Luke Cage Hero for Hire, the Marvel First 1990s Omnibus Hardcover, the Powers Omnibus Hardcover, the Rogue Trade Paperback Complete Collection, the Ultimate Marvel Omnibus Hardcover, um, there's the X-Men Age of Apocalypse Trade Paperback uh, Volume 1 Alpha, which is reprinting Age of Apocalypse in a new series of trade paperbacks, which I kind of wish I had instead of my old Complete Epics, just because of the way they're being presented, because I think now it's, you get Volumes 1, 2, and 3, and then there's one that'll have stuff that kind of came out that's chronologically before and after um and now this one i've been hemming and hawing forever and i haven't made a decision and i really want to is the x-men avengers onslaught omnibus which part of me really 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 wants it because it's my first major crossover and another part of me says you own the trades there's no godly reason that you need this but i might buy it anyway so we'll have to see what i end up deciding if you want to email us, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, um, and um, what else did I say? Subscribe to us, rate and review us, uh, download us, you can listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, one thing I should say, and I should have put this up front, but if you downloaded episode 296 uh, when it first came out and it was an hour and a half long, download it again. There, for, there was an accidental uh, issue there. Uh, totally my fault, but it was a technical glitch. So we actually had to accidentally cut off 30 minutes of the Ron Friends interview. So if you go back and listen to it now, you'll be able to uh, get the full two-hour experience. Next episode will be our conversation with uh, Amazing Spider Amazing Spider Talks Dan Gavazdan as we talk for about an hour and almost an hour and 15, I think. Um, just talking about his site, uh, Spider-Man in general. Uh, so that'll be a good one. And then obviously we have episode 300 coming up soon. Not sure what that's going to be yet, but hopefully it'll be uh, something entertaining in of some way. Anyways, thanks again for joining us for Comic Shenanigans episode 297. This has been our reviews episode for releases from Wednesday, uh, August 12th. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>